Good morning. Each week at this time, the Bellevue Baptist Church, under the leadership of our pastor, Dr. Robert G. Lee, presents a brief devotional program. This morning, in the absence of Dr. Lee, our message will be delivered by the assistant pastor of Bellevue, Reverend J. Ralph McIntyre. Before Reverend McIntyre speaks to us this morning, let us listen as Ruth Parchman and Janet Ross bring us, O Love That Will Not Let Me Go. is Reverend McIntyre. We have previously discussed in our Saturday morning studies together the first verse, or words within the first verse of the first chapter of this marvelous letter that Paul wrote to the church at Rome. 
In that first verse, we discuss these words. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now, upon that foundation that Paul lays, he proceeds to build a marvelous system of religious thought, pointing his readers ever to Christ. Today, we look at verses 2, 3, and 4, and we read them together. Which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now Paul begins here by defining what he means by God's good news. Notice he has declared in that first verse, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Now that wonderful word gospel is literally the good news. It is the good news that God has come into mankind's life. It is the good news that God loves that God is concerned, that God cares. It is the good news that God is ever near. It is the good news that God saves. And Paul is declaring that he is a servant of this Jesus Christ and that he is called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God. Now he continues in the, in the second, third, and the fourth verse to define exactly what he means by God's good news. Notice he says at the beginning of the second verse, which he had promised afore. God has promised afore. This gospel is not something new. This gospel is not like a flower never having bloomed upon God's earth. This is not something new, not something novel, but something ancient, something promised by the prophets before. Promised way back yonder. Salvation has always come to man in the very same way, simply by faith in God. And in the Christian revelation, we have the way, the truth, and the life, which is the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus himself being the way to the Father. For he declared, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. God wanted to express himself, and he expressed himself perfectly in the person of Jesus. Therefore, if we are to know in our own lives this good news of God, we can know it only as it is revealed in Christ Jesus. But faith alone is the doorway. Faith alone is the entrance. Not faith plus works. Not faith plus giving. Not faith plus church membership. Not faith plus baptism. For that means that it's Christ plus something. And that would make Christ insufficient to do the 100% job. But Christ is sufficient. Christ's gospel is complete. Christ's gospel entire. And therefore, we look by faith alone to him to redeem us from our sins. God has always honored faith. Now, this is the thing of interest for us to see in this second verse, that the gospel of God is not simply a New Testament thing, but the gospel of God has come since God first spoke to mankind through his prophets. The gospel is God's good news. Men looked forward to it centuries before the advent of Jesus. 
they looked toward Jesus and put their faith in the revealed arm of God that would come, and God saved them because of their faith. Isn't it wonderful that it was promised afore, not something new? Promised by the prophets, by the prophets. This word literally means the holy men of old. That could mean then Moses and David, who was the great king of his people. Promised how now? Promised by the prophets afore in the Holy Scriptures. The emphasis here is upon quality or character, in the quality of the holy writings, in the high holy character of the Scriptures that God has given us. Now we come down to the meat of the matter. Here it is that Paul separated under the gospel of God, which was promised afore by the prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Now what was promised? The promise was concerning his son, Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Oh, what wonderful, wonderful word, was made. The word was made literally means the entrance, literally means the entrance into a new condition, literally to become. Christ entered into that new condition of his existence. He had existed always. From before the dawn of this world's creation, Christ existed, the eternal Son of the eternal Father. He was uncreated. He has existed forever and for eternity and for always, but as spirit. And he came into a new condition. He, God, spirit, became flesh, became man. He was made. Christ came in a human body. Now the word is used literally by Paul here, for he says concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. Made of the seed of David. Here the word seed is simply the indication that that from which anything germinates or grows. And this refers in the context of Paul's letter to the fact that Jesus Christ is of the house of David according to the flesh. Now we move to the fourth verse. And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. The word declared is a four-star word. You need to underline it in red, put a circle around it, because by it God is saying here, I mark off the boundary lines and the limits. Christ is the Son of God. Nothing could or can ever change that fact. Christ is the Son of God. Nothing will ever change it but God declared him to be his son. That stops all debate. That stops all questions. That removes all doubt. For God himself has declared him to be the son of God. This is his essence, the son of God with power. Think of the power of God, pre-existent creator. His power is man with his miracles performed. His power in his dying to save us from sin. His power in ascending at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. O oh, the Son of God with power, according to his spirit of holiness, and by his resurrection, the final proof of God's great, great glory. Now may we pray. Heavenly Father, help everyone who hears these words of the Apostle Paul to turn to faith in Jesus, to trust in him and in him alone for soul salvation, for in Jesus' name we ask it all. Amen.
Thank you, Brother Ralph. You have just heard a brief devotional message by Reverend J. Ralph McIntyre, Assistant Pastor of the Bellevue Baptist Church of Memphis, Tennessee. If you have enjoyed this broadcast, Reverend McIntyre would appreciate hearing from you. You are invited to attend all of the services at Bellevue in person or if unable to attend in person by radio each Sunday. There is a place for you at Bellevue. The preceding has been a Bellevue radio production.